2: I sure would like to turn off here and go down to that stream and catch me a mess of fish, Mr. Dillon.
1: Even the fish have enough sense to lie low under a noon sun like this, Chester.
2: And I'd just soon be lying low with them along the bank there
1: under a tree. Yeah, Sure. There you'd be, stretched out under a tree. Yeah. Then the ants would come, and the chiggers, and maybe a rattlesnake or two. Oh, not
2: just a minute here. Just
1: as soon as you got rid of them, they'd probably blow up a storm. Well, now. I think you're better off riding right back into town with me.
2: Well, maybe you're right at that. (laughs) I don't guess I really feel like eating fish today anyway. Say, look yonder there. Ain't that somebody walking up ahead of us?
1: That looks like it.
2: Well, why on earth would a body be walking on a day like this?
1: It probably has no choice. Well, everybody around here rides a horse, Mr. Jones. Looks like he has been riding one. How's that? Well, he's carrying a saddle, Chester.
2: Well, my man, I can see that, but what do you suppose
3: he's doing? Well,
1: us? we'll be up with him in a minute. Why don't you ask him? Oh, well, I would not want to come right
2: out and ask uh, him.
3: Greetings, right. gentlemen.
1: Yeah, uh, hello. Uh, hello.
3: Costas. Essentially, Costas.
1: Uh, Matt Dillon. Uh, this Chester Proudfoot.
3: Pleased to meet you. Is that a star you're wearing?
1: Yeah. Uh, U.S. Marshal out of Dodge City.
3: Uh, well, Marshal, I feel a bit awkward without my horse. Rather warm for walking. Uh, yeah, we were just wondering about lost that. Lost him, you know. Lost him?
2: In this open country?
1: Chester let the man talk.
2: Well, yes, you've Yeah, I lost him in a
3: card game, poker. Um, oh. Not very good at poker.
1: Uh, you bet your horse?
3: That's all I had at the moment. Temporarily embarrassed, you might say. Mr.
1: Young, what's he talking about? He means he's out of money.
3: I'm afraid that's correct.
1: But uh, you didn't lose your saddle, huh?
3: Oh, I didn't wager my saddle, sir, no. That's the only one I've found to give me any comfort in your American style of riding. I feel I must keep it.
1: That's a good idea in case you got another horse.
3: Oh, I mean to win him back. That's one reason I'm heading for Dodge City.
1: Who'd you lose your horse
3: to? chap named Pete Newtson. We came up together driving cattle from Texas. but well, he gradually won everything I had, and last night he won my horse. So,
2: now I'm afoot. Well, Beat Newton's a mean man in a poker game. <laughs> He's a mean man out of one,
3: too. If he weren't so mean, I might not be so determined to win back my horse, Marshal. I, I see. Well, at least we
1: can give you a lift into town. You climb up behind me. You take a saddle, Chester. Uh, yes, Mr. Dillon. There you go.
3: That's very sporting of you. Perhaps I can repay you sometime.
1: Yeah, just don't try too hard to repay Beat Knudsen.
3: It's uh, somewhat an affair of honor, you know.
1: You'd be better off just to think of it as a poker game and leave honor out of it. <laughs>
4: Just listen a minute. Well, if you will. I've got a little story to tell you. Well, it's not so little. It's sort of a tall tale. I don't know if you've heard of Joe Mazurak or not. If you've never worked in steel, then you probably haven't. But he was a legendary giant whose body was made of pure steel. It was Joe who invented riveting. Joe would stand there shaping rivets out of the hot steel with his thumb and fingers. And while the rivets were taking shape he'd punch holes in the girders or plates with his little fingers. Then he'd plug the rivets into the holes and pound them over with his knuckles. Worked so good that they invented riveting machines to take his place on jobs he couldn't get to. Joe was a busy man, you bet. But in between jobs, he couldn't just stand around doing nothing, so he'd stockpile cannonballs, making them out of white hot steel the way little children make snowballs, by rolling them in their hands. (laughs) For entertainment... Joe used to have what he'd call a taffy pull, only he'd use steel instead of candy. And as he stretched it out, his fingers would be shaping it. When he finished each long tug, he'd break it off and lay down another length of rail to cool. Guess half the rails of the B and O were made by Joe at his taffy pulls. Yes, Joe Majorac was the spirit of the steel industry, the spirit of those men who worked and sweat before the open horrors of the Alleghenies who laughed and bragged about the strength of their giant while while they turned out the finest steel in the world. Some of that steel was Joe Mazurak himself, to hear them tell it. It seems that during the year of the big layoff, when the steel mills couldn't get metal to process, why, Joe, he melted himself down in the flames of hearth number seven so as America could maintain its steel supply. Yes, old Joe was quite a legend, wasn't he? Say... Isn't it nice being citizens of a country where you can laugh and talk about things free as a breeze? And write and read and worship too? Yes, sir. Maybe you don't think about it much, but you should.
2: You want something more, Chester? Like, uh, maybe another piece of pie? No, oh, thanks, Doc. Just a little more coffee. <laughs> I'll buy him. No, no, I, I've had plenty. Had a plenty of that Carster's fellow, too, come think of. What was that, so? What's the matter with him? Well, now, Doc, what kind of a man would have a name like Sedgley Carster? I don't trust him at all. Oh, now, a man can't help his name, Chester. Chances are in England... A name like Sedgley Carstairs is ever but as common as, um, Chester Proudfoot is over here. <laughs> oh, Proudfoot. <laughs> uh, maybe so, but I tell you, Doc, he talks so fancy, it's just plain silly. Oh, he's not trying to talk fancy, Chester. That's just the way Britishers talk. He, he was born in England, wasn't he? Well, what's he doing over here, then? Why, didn't he stay to home where folks could understand him? Oh, now, I expect he's here for about the same reason the rest of us are, what reason? To make a living. Oh, now, Doc, I don't believe nobody who talks like he does knows how to make a living. These ways <laughs> he sure don't know how to keep a horse. See, you know, I've run into a couple of these fellas before. They're what they call second sons. Second son? What's that? Well, it's the second son born into a British family. You see? Usually a wealthy family. Or well, sometimes even a title family. You mean lords and dukes and queens and all such as that? Mm, could be. Well, say, then this uh, Carstairs uh, fellow might be rich. And huh? You can't be sure. In England, it's the first sons who get everything. Uh, what, Doc, you mean them lords and dukes and stuff don't give their second boys nothing? Sometimes not. Unless maybe they send them something a couple of times a year to, to keep them from hanging around the estate, you know, raising a fuss... You mean they bribed their boys to stay away? It's been done. Sometimes those second sons turn out to be kind of ornery once they find out that they're not going to get their share of the family loot. Well, that's a dirty trick. You can't rightly blame them for that. Say, Doc, you, you reckon this Carstairs feller's getting paid to stay away? Can't tell, Chester. <clears throat> ah, well, something to think about, though.
1: Give me a beer, will you, Sam? I'll take it over to the table. Sure, Marshal. Here you go. No, thanks.
2: Sam.
5: Uh, well, evening, Kitty. Well, hello, Matt. Sit down. Thank you.
1: What, are you going to talk to me or are you just going to look around the room? Huh? Oh, I'm sorry, Kitty. I, I was just looking for somebody.
5: He's over there at the far table. You can't see him too well with all the crowd standing around.
1: Yeah. Now, how'd you figure I'd be interested in Carstairs?
5: Well, everybody's interested in him.
1: I hear he's the willingest poker player to hit dodge since the Santa Fe Railroad
5: gangs. And the willingness this loser, he doesn't seem to care who he loses it to, so he keeps on playing. I wonder where he gets his money. Well, they say all he has to do is walk into the bank and he comes out with all the money he wants.
1: It could be gossip, you know. Yeah. He was down to betting his horse a few days ago.
5: You worried about him, Matt?
1: No, not exactly worried, Kitty. He's a likable fellow. I just hate to see him losing all his money.
5: I wonder why he's doing it.
1: He wants to learn to play good enough poker so that he can sit in on another game with Beat Knudson. He wants to win his horse back.
5: Well, you can't blame him for that. But if Newton hears about the money, there'll be a lot more involved in our horse. Oh, yeah. so, the, gentlemen, the gentlemen. game's
3: back up. The yeah, and it it looks the like it. Tomorrow. Then oh. I'll be the only too glad. Hi, hello, Marshal. Miss Kitty. Hello, Sedg. Sedge. Mighty pleasant chaps in here, Marshal. Oh, why shouldn't they be pleasant? I
1: understand you're supporting them.
3: <laughs> I am losing a good deal of money, that's true. But I'm learning, Marshal. I'm learning... <laughs> Oh, good day, Marshal.
1: You must have the bank this morning, Sedge.
3: Oh, no, Marshal. Mr. Butkin was there, and the bank was open for business, but... Oh, you're joking me, huh?
1: <laughs> you better get that money out of sight.
3: Seems hardly worthwhile, does it? I lose it as fast as I get it.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, Sedge, I'd like to talk to you about that.
3: Oh, oh it's my money, Marshal.
1: Nothing shady about it. Oh, I'm not worried about that. I just think maybe you ought to be more careful or so. Careful? Yeah, there's talk all over town that you're a rich man. For somebody as free and easy with his money as you are, it could be dangerous.
3: <laughs> then you haven't a worry in the world. I'm certainly not a rich man.
1: And maybe you ought to quit acting like one.
3: Oh, it's just that my latest bank draft was waiting for me here when I got to town. Bank draft? Yes, from London. They, uh, they send me a remittance check twice a year, Marshal, to uh, keep me safely on this side of the ocean. Hmm? But it'll be gone soon.
1: Well, it's your business. Sir. Just make sure that you don't lose more than your money.
3: Well, thank you for your interest, Marshal. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me. No, no I'll
1: see you later, sir. Mister
2: Jones?
1: No. Huh? Yeah. What is it, Chester?
2: Hey, Mister Jones? Pete Newton and his crowd just got in from Abilene. They went right into Dodge
1: House. How many of them? Well, there's four of them all together.
2: It's a funny thing, though. Oh, what's that? They tied up five horses.
1: One without a saddle, huh? Eh? Yes, sure. That's the way it was. Well, Pete's really rubbing it in, isn't he? Oh,
2: well, shucks, Mr. Dillon. If Sedge didn't have no better sense than to lose his horse in the first place... I
1: just hope he wins it back, Chester. For his sake. And I also hope he rides it right out of town.
5: Stephen Foster came from Alabama, and Al Jolson was always alabama bound. Even though there was no particular validity to these claims, there was a definite sincerity behind them. For Bama has a sense of charm and hospitality unlike any other state. Maybe Stephen Foster didn't come from Alabama, but Helen Keller did. And so did a lone wolf train robber named Rube Burrow. And what if Jolson didn't go there? George Washington Carver did and his experiments at Tuskegee brought international fame to him and the state. For all the deep, radical changes experienced by the cotton state, some things never seem to change. Each spring, the fields and roadsides are carpeted with primroses. Green fields turn pale pink and roll wave-like in the wind. Alabama, like much of the South, seeks to combine 20th century industrial progress with the barn raisings and candy pulls of an earlier era. And what is more, Alabama succeeds.
0: Hello, Knudsen
1: Hello (laughs) It's about time you showed up I thought you'd be down to the Long Branch for now What do you mean by that? Well, the whole town's been waiting for you to come in So you could play poker with that English fella Why should I play poker with him? I already cleaned him out. I even got his horse. (laughs) Yeah. That's what he wants to win back. I don't know why he put such a store by it, though. Why, he could buy a string of horses if
4: he wanted to. He been winning? Sedge. Win money? (laughs) Why, not hardly, but that don't matter. Why? Well, he's rich. He is? You mean, you didn't know that? Well, you didn't have no money on the way
1: up from Texas. Well, it just come. It come from London, England, to the bank. Where well, he goes and gets some every day. I hear Taylor got another big wad this morning.
4: You know what you're talking about. Well, anybody will tell you. Well, uh, maybe I will just mosey down there and play a little poker after all. Got to give the man a chance to win back his horse. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nudson.
3: No, well, if it ain't
1: the marshal. You heading for the long branch? I didn't know I had to report to you. You don't. After a lot of stories been going around town, Nudson, I just don't want any trouble. You got a law against playing poker? Well, there ought to be, the way you play it. Well, marshal, I just want to give the man a chance to win his horse back. That's now, all. listen, Nudson. I've told Sedge that if he's smart, he'll just try to win that horse and then quit. I'm telling the same thing to you.
4: Well, thank you, Marshal. But I just figure I'll have to take my chances without any help from
1: you. Just don't start anything. Listen.
4: No, no, no. Of course not, Marshal. <laughs>
2: doing? Say, there's something downright peculiar going on around here. What? Well, that English fella, he won back his horse from Beat Knudsen.
1: He did? Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like Carstairs' luck has finally changed, doesn't no, no, it? No,
2: no, no. Old Beat stood pat on a pair of sixes. Now, you know he never done a thing
1: like that before in his life. Oh. And he let Carstairs win. Huh?
2: Yeah, well, but, but that's not all. They all went off to the liver stable, Knudsen and his crowd, to get the horse, friendly as you please. Newton had a jug and they was getting old Sedge all liquored up. Well, I well, it, it don't make sense,
1: but well, are they still there?
2: That, that's what I was getting at. They they rolled off out of town.
1: Oh, come on, Chester. I think maybe we better follow them. <laughs>
2: You reckon they took the road to Hayes City?
1: Now they headed off this way towards some cover. Come on. i got to play a hunch, Chester. Isn't there a deserted shack just over the rise? Yes, sir, there is. I figure they'd stop the first place they come to.
2: Do you think they're going to gamble him for the rest of his money?
1: They won't bother to gamble, Chester. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave the horses here. it is. Four horses out in front. All right, listen, Chester, you keep low and you go up to the window on the left side there, see? Now, you think you can make it? Yes, sir, I can make it. All right, good. I'll go around to the front. When I get to the door, you cover me through the window. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Come on, then. Chester, you're covered, Nooks and Drop your gun. Boy, nooson. Either of you two want to argue? Not me, Marshal. All right, climb through the window and get their guns, Chester.
2: Chester.
1: Now stand them up against the wall. Yes, I will. All right, step lively. Move along, both. Yes, come on.
4: You got me, Marshal. But you're too late for
1: that fancy talker. Where is he, Newtson? Where's Carstairs? He's in the gully, up back. Dead? Dead as I'm gonna be. You're a fool, Newtson. All you had to do was keep on playing poker with him. He'd have lost everything he had. You didn't need to kill him to get it. Marshal. You wanna laugh? Something funny, Newsom?
4: All that money they talked about—it was all spent. He just had three dollars on him. Three dollars.
1: Mr. Dillon? You know, Chester, a man's life should be worth more than three dollars. A lot more.